You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I am joined in the studio by Jeff. How's it going? Pretty well. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, Today, unfortunately, you might hear on another episode, Matt is absent due to a flu uh, we're not sure where he got the flu, and we were attempting, as we said, to have him do a Jordan flu game, but he uh, he said no. So he's uh, drinking. Weirdly, some... he's putting his health first. He is putting his health first, which not is allowed not, here. It's not in the contract. No. Nope. Um, so we're gonna have to have our lawyers talk to him. I guess that clause was superseded by his uh, blue M and M's only clause. So I, I think you're right. Uh, and then Ken uh, Ken is is kind of MIA. Uh, we had a tracker on him, uh, the Find My iPhone app, but apparently he was looking for some magic cards uh, at a at a estate sale in southern illinois but we haven't heard from him well we did track down his tracker but much like the one in uh, jurassic world it seems to have been cut from his flesh so yeah so so ken we hope you're okay and uh if you are okay please get a good deal on those magic cards that you've been looking for um but in the studio right now as our special guest hosts uh before we get to our guests uh is someone uh, who wrote a great round of trivia you might have heard on a previous episode it was a themed round uh and uh, i don't know if we should say your nickname in the middle uh that we well, why not? I don't know. Sure, go for it. Yeah, sir. So we have uh, we have Tim Danger Evans here in the studio. Danger is my middle name. <laughs> uh, so thank you for joining us. Why don't you talk a little bit about yourself and uh, your business? Thank you. Uh, my uh, business uh, is more important than myself. That is, uh, that's Quiz Mercenary. Uh, it's a small local trivia game that's found in the west side of Chicago. Uh, actually, I'm just moving into my newest uh, newest game this week uh, in uh, Andersonville. Nice. So I'm very excited. My first break into the city. Uh, started about 2014 in a single bar and then kind of gradually uh, and very, very slowly crept up to the eight that I have now. So, wow. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. And I'm, uh, I'm an ex-Navy nuclear engineer, so if oh. that, that, but that's way in the past. So wow. I won't be talking about that today. <laughs> well, thank you for your service. Oh, no worries. Uh, man, he's a much smarter man, man than any of us are. A nuclear engineer, wow. Uh, smarter, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, you are. You're the Daft Punk <laughs> of trivia hosts. <laughs> Uh, well, joining us uh, over Skype are uh, two of our friends, uh, two of our longest Patreon supporters. So first of all, thank you for that. Um, and uh, these are guys that we had the pleasure of meeting in Boston at Geek Bowl. Uh, we talk to them uh, pretty often. They've been uh, listeners almost since the beginning. Uh, we appreciate it. And that is Wesley Wells and Phil Sanford. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty well. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, Phil, uh, you're in a brewery right now. Is that right? 
Yes, yes, I'm in the the uh, lovely Noda Brewery uh, right now. I'm in the. Uh, they reopened their original location just for today because they're having an outdoor concert at the uh, at their newer location. So, yeah, so I was here to help because um, I, I help run the run club here every Wednesday and Sunday. And uh, yeah, so I decided to, to just hang out and do the brewery on location, have a uh, have some delicious beer here. So. Well, awesome. Uh, we, we made some calls. They opened the brewery for you special for this episode. Um, and uh, Wesley, uh, we talked with Wesley beforehand, and uh, we thought this might be kind of fun. So uh, we want Wesley to describe Phil for his intro, and then Phil is going to describe Wesley for the, the listeners at home. All right. So um, I have known Phil for... Um, I guess probably almost a year and a half now, ever since the Sinister Six formed. Um, and what I know about Phil is that he loves sports, um, particularly soccer. He is a huge fan of Everton. And for fun, he likes to run millions of miles. So it sounds about right. And Phil, what about Wesley? Uh, so, so, so Wesley is, um, I, I like to call Wesley a boy wonder with, uh, with a trivia because like he is... he just knows the most random stuff for somebody like his age to know like everything um it's it's incredible but uh but wesley um also you know as diehard arkansas razorback as you can get so um and and he travels you know he's traveled to charlotte for arkansas stuff he's going to go to the college world series he went there last week and he's going to go back in a couple days for uh to see to see if the uh Razorbacks can win. So, well, uh, that was uh, the Wesley and Phil corner. So, thank you guys for introducing each other um, and for being listeners of the show. Uh, it was going to be Jeff and Phil uh, versus me and Wesley, but uh, we thought just for logistical reasons, it might be easier to have you guys on your Skype channel, and then we can mute ourselves to make it easier for everyone to discuss. But also, it, it kind of works. Neil and I play on a team pretty often. Uh, Wesley and Phil play on a team. You may have heard them mention the Sinister Six, so I think that's where we're getting their name from today. I believe they're going by the Sinister Two, right? The Sinister Two. Well, uh, the rules are going to be the same uh, as normal, but let's kick it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. All right, well, uh, basically, this is going to be Tim's game. Uh, He wrote a special game for us, and uh, there might be some uh, tricks up his sleeve. So we're just going to throw it over to Tim if you guys are ready to rock. Let's do this. All right. Uh, I generally have uh, questions that are a little bit um, odder than normal, but for this uh, for this purposes, I try to keep them to my more straightforward questions. You will find a couple of curveballs in there, maybe not in the first round, but definitely in the second round and the swing round. Uh, but let's just uh, get it started with our round one question. Uh, first, in the category River City Capital, here is the question. The Tagus River, T-A-G-U-S, works its way southwest from the Montes Universales, Sistema Iberico, Sierra de Albercin Comarca, and empties into the ocean near what capital city? Yeah, Phil, I can lock in. Okay, so you guys are... What do you think, yeah, Phil? Yeah, I, 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 I have an idea, but I'm, I'm going to go with Wesley locking in. I don't, you, Neil had written down uh, Rome pretty quickly here. 
Um, is that what you're thinking, Neil? Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, Italian. It sounded very Italian. Um, how are you feeling about Rome? I'm all right with that. All right. We're just going to go with Rome. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Lisbon. Yeah, uh, uh, Lisbon, I, I like that because it sounds Spanish, but I know Madrid is not a port city. No. Lisbon, it, is. Lisbon, Lisbon is. Lisbon is, yeah. Also, uh, I'm assuming Iberica for the Iberian Peninsula. It is Iberico for the Iberian Peninsula. Lisbon, Portugal is the correct answer. All right. Good uh, good uh, question. Good start off of the show. Uh, we're going to go into the next one, uh, TV show category, this time from the original 1987 series as well as the 2017 reboot of DuckTales. DuckTales. you familiar with the show? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you. That's all I was waiting for. Uh, so in the original series and the 27 reboot... A large family of dog thieves, not a family of large dog thieves, a large family of dog thieves, tries repeatedly to attempt to steal Scrooge McDuck's money. What I want you to tell me is what breed of dog are they? So Jeff and I are just writing down breeds of dog that we think it could be that would look good in animation. Um, What do you feel about any of those? I could see that. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Which is weird. I thought you were going to go with who is Scrooge McDuck in the reboot, which would be David Tennant, but it was not where I was hoping you were going. I did not know that. That's that's a good bit. Um, I'm going with your first instinct. Okay. All right. We're going to lock in uh, with what we think is an incorrect answer. The, the one thing is I would assume that's like a, uh, some sort of hound dog because when mm-hmm. you talk about dogs going after ducks, it's, it's sure you know, you know hunting dogs. So, I mean, that's where you think of like bloodhounds beagles like oh beagles that's it beagles they're the beagle boys that rang a bell Uh, we had uh doberman it is the beagle boys led by ma beagle Ooh, that's that's a great clue there with uh the i didn't even think about that with dogs going after ducks that's yeah good pull there i just needed you to to ring that bell for me uh all right question number three is in the category history forgets uh on may 29th 1953 and Tenzing Norgay led the way to an accomplishment that had never before been achieved, but the person with him got all the credit. What was it that Tenzing and his partner accomplished? And I will give you so spellings. I bet we both know this one. Uh, all right. So do you think it, it could be around that? I don't know. If mm-hmm. You actually think that? That's about the right time. Okay. All right. We're locked in. All right. They summited Everest. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, him and uh, Sir Edmund. Yeah. Yeah. Edmund Hillary. Uh, I knew it after Tenzing Norgay because he's the one that's forgotten, but that's become a common trivia question is who was Edmund Hillary's partner? All righty. And triviality, what do you guys have? We had the same, summoning Mount Everest. And that is it. First people to summit Everest. That is uh, points for both teams. Excellent. All righty. Uh, question number four in the category fronting the money. Fronting the money. Here's the question. What 20th century president's face is on the $100,000 bill, the largest ever produced and used primarily for bank transfers. Given how his presidency went, though, it probably should have been his wife. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh, I know. It. I can lock in. Um, all right, Jeff. So you immediately wrote down... What, what, do, what do you feel about the clue there? Which should have been Wilson. his wife. I, what president had a wife that did more than him? F. FDR, no. Well, Teddy Roosevelt had a pretty productive wife. So did FDR. But this banknote came out, I believe, in the 20s. Uh-huh. So it would have been... Mm, maybe I have that wrong. You're the money guy, so... I that's. I mean, the clue is... I don't I don't actually own one of these, though, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you don't? 
I don't. Yeah. So I, why why did you write down Woodrow Wilson? Uh, because I kind of see his face on there. Um, maybe uh, maybe Madison, Dolly Madison's pretty famous. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'll stick with my original gut. I'll go Woodrow Wilson. Okay, we're locking in with Woodrow Wilson. Alrighty. Trivialli's locking in with Woodrow Wilson. What do you have? A sinister two. Y'all pulled it out. It's Woodrow Wilson, and um, the the clue is that after he um, had a stroke, they think that like for the last couple of years of his presidency, his wife was essentially running the country. Yes, uh, that is true, and it would have been during the time when he created the Federal Reserve too. So she probably gets as the presidentess the credit for that. Uh, nicely done, both teams. Uh, points on both of us. Yeah, that was that's a good fact there about his wife running the country. Alrighty, and question number five is in the category gaming the system. Here, this one uh, has a possibility for a bonus point here, so listen up. Uh, in November two thousand one, two home video game systems—that is, not portable video game systems—home video game systems had their North American release just three days apart. Name either of them in two guesses for your ten points, or if you get both of them in two guesses, I will throw a bonus point on top. Um, or you circle them and then we'll lock in. I, do you want to do this as your primary and this as your secondary? Okay. I have a feeling weirdly that that one's in there. Okay. All right. So we're we're locking in both answers. One second. All right. We are we are locked in. So so Phil, what's the one that you know? Um, I think it's like the the, the uh, Nintendo uh, Game GameCube. Oh, okay, yeah. that was the one I thought. I, I, I think I want to say PS2 is earlier than November 2001. Okay. I, I would say. I think Xbox would be the would be the better guess. But you know, Nintendo GameCube is, is yeah my, my for sure. And then I say we go Xbox for um, our for, second one for the bonus. Okay, so so we'll yeah. lock in GameCube and Xbox. righty. and Team Triviality, what do we have? So we had a similar discussion. Um, I was pretty keen on going with Xbox, but Jeff thought it was t- it was much later, not much later, but later than uh, our other guesses. Jeff wrote down. Uh, Dreamcast. Uh, we also wrote down GameCube, uh, but ultimately uh, we went with PS2 and Dreamcast. Uh, the correct answers uh, are Nintendo GameCube and Microsoft Xbox. Uh, PS2 nice. did come out in 2001, but I believe it was much earlier in the year. And I believe Sega like Dreamcast came out in 99, two, 99 or 2000. Uh, so after five questions in the first round, uh, Team Triviality has 20 points, and uh, playing uh, perfectly for the first five questions is Team Sinister 2 with uh, 51 points. Oof. Alrighty. Uh, question number six, going into some sports here. Hockey legends. Hockey legends. Here's the question. Uh, what player has a distinction of being the first person to score 1,000 career goals over a career that spanned the NHL and the World Hockey Association? And at 52 years old, he holds the record for the oldest player in the NHL. We're, we're, we're locked in. Not continuous. Not 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 current player. He's obviously not playing anymore. Okay. Um. So we we wrote down. I'm pretty sure you're right. Gordy Howe and uh, Hull. Um. Howe is the only name that I know who played for a really long time. He you think? played long enough. He actually played with one of his own sons. So. Okay. I mean that that's a good enough reason to go with uh, go, Gordy Howe. So we're gonna go with Howe as our locked in answer. Gordy Howe and the sinister two. What are we thinking? Uh, we also went with Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe is the correct answer. Uh, nicely done. I literally uh, never know if my sports questions are hard or incredibly easy. Uh, that's my worst subject. Hey, yes. that's the only name that I even knew, so at least I, I was able to pull it. But, I, yeah, I don't know anything about hockey, so that would be Ken, who's not here today. Right on. Well, 
All right. Uh, question number seven is in the category musical couples. Musical couples. Uh, in the Billy Joel song, scenes from an Italian restaurant. What are the names of the popular couple who got married out of high school and then divorced? I'm going to need both of their names. Just first name, because that's all he gives. Phil, I can lock in. Uh, for some reason, that stupid uh, Cougar Mellencamp song is in my head. The Jack, Jack and Diane. Jack and Diane, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was in the, the musical Moving Out, uh, and I remember it's it takes place in an Italian restaurant, and I'm, uh, oh man, it's in my head, the song. I'm trying to think. Um, it's the curse of John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, all right, just for the for the fact that I cannot think of it, and I'm so angry at John Cougar Mellencamp, we're just going to write Jack and Diane are pieces of <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's our locked-in answer. What are we thinking? Um, so I've been on a kick where, I'm vi- where I've been listening to the um, soundtrack of Moving Out a lot recently, as Neil referenced. Um, I believe these two are Brenda and Eddie. <sighs> It is Brenda and Eddie. Uh, although I should note that if you were at one of my games, uh, Jack and Diane, a piece of would have gotten you at least one point in that question. So, <laughs> that. Uh, all right. Uh, foreign Delicacies is up next. Uh, the Levantine dish, baba ganoush, is a mixture of tahini, olive oil, spices, and primarily what vegetable? What vegetable is the main ingredient in baba ganoush? Uh, so my family just had this the other day, and my they ordered it takeout. And my dad's like, "Oh, try some baba ganoush." And I was like, "I don't really want to try it." And I was like, "What? What? What is it?" And then he was like, "Oh, uh, olive or oil, spice." And then he said it, and I I'm not sure I. <laughs> and I'm trying to pull that right now. I I want to say this might be too easy, but I want to say it's like that because that equals yeah, I'm fine. That equals this. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, all right. So we are locked in. Uh, with a guess. Um, Phil, I'm pretty sure it's eggplant because I'm pretty sure that um, I've seen questions where it asks, where, where it says like baba ganoush and something and moussaka, which is Greek, all have what vegetable is the base dish. And moussaka is definitely eggplant. Right, right. Eggplant as well. Okay. And uh, we were stuck on chickpeas. We couldn't get off of them. So we said chickpeas. Chickpeas are a good thing to be stuck on. Unfortunately, uh, the answer is eggplant. Eggplant is the right answer. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, question number nine. The category is domestic foreign automobiles. Uh, here's the question. Which auto manufacturer opened a plant in Westmoreland, Pennsylvania in 1978, becoming the first foreign car maker to have a production facility inside the United States? Yeah, I'm going to lean lean on you heavily here. I, I don't have much logic here. I'm going to go with this. And I have a reason for it. Um, you want to explain it then once we, after sure. we lock in? Okay, so we're going to lock in um, and then we'll explain our answer when they're done. So I know that the, the Japanese automakers opened up a lot in the Midwest, but those weren't until the 90s. Yeah. Uh, I, I, know, I know like Toyota and Honda and Nissan all opened up like Ohio, Michigan, Indiana sure. factories in the 90s. Okay. Um, I, I, know, I know Mercedes and I, want, I can't remember who else, but I know Mercedes opened up like um, in like Alabama and Mississippi uh, a while ago, but that but they were like deep south because they wanted like like sure. dirt, dirt cheap labor. Um, okay, so so that puts us in Europe. Yeah. Since you're from that area, do you know where in Pennsylvania Westmoreland is? I, I, I would assume outside of Pittsburgh because of sure cheap, steel because of cheap 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 steel. Yeah. Um, I I don't know for a fact, but I would assume outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. So um. Volkswagen, then maybe. 
All right, uh, I'm good with that. Okay, we'll walk in Volkswagen. Okay, uh, Jeff and I had a long discussion. Um, we wrote down uh, Volkswagen, BMW, uh, Nissan, Toyota, but I'll let uh, Jeff uh, describe ultimately what we went with. I was thinking it was maybe related to the late 70s, early 80s um, oil and gas crisis, which brought a lot of cheap, efficient Japanese cars into the United States. Um, one of the companies that sold quite a lot and actually to get around a U.S. import tax diversified their company uh, was Toyota. So we guessed Toyota. So the Lexus brand is actually a way to get around import restrictions on Japanese cars by Toyota. So mm. hmm. Very interesting. Uh, correct answer. They are the producers of the world's slowest fastback, uh, the Volkswagen Beetle. That was the Volkswagen plant. Much more than nice. All right, and your last question in the uh, first round in the category p -p 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 poison. Here's the uh, question The Marsh Test, Marsh, M A R S H, uh, developed in 1836 by chemist James Marsh, big surprise, test for the presence of what poison, which is often referred to as inheritance powder? Inheritance powder. And this poison is often form, uh, found in its trioxide form, which is what the test tests for. Jeff knows what trioxide means. I'm just going to nod and pretend that I do. All right. Uh, we're locked in with a guess. Okay. So so my idea, Wesley, uh, just primarily from the era that it was developed, I, I, my, my guess was arsenic. That was my guess, too. And um, I was thinking inheritance powder, um, like, like the play Arsenic and Old Lace, where um, the guy's aunts are murdering people to to get their inheritance i don't know if that's what it's about but that's what i think it's about um okay. and before the question started my pre-call on it was arsenic as well so let's go with arsenic okay. uh so we had a similar discussion um as soon as i heard the word inheritance i, I thought i pictured Cary grant uh and the people dying uh at the inn or, or wherever they at and so uh, i wrote down arsenic jeff then wrote down mercury but we kind of settled on the fact that arsenic can be a powder and um, we, we liked the inheritance angle. That's where we came to. So we also wrote down arsenic as our final answer. Uh, both of you getting points on this one. Arsenic is the correct cool. answer. Uh, although I would like to point out that those uh, Cary Grant's ants in that uh, movie and uh, play, they were actually putting those men out of their misery because they were all lonely. And they were doing a service. Oh, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, they were very nice about it. Maybe we'll bring that back, an arsenic service for people. Yeah. Actually, we, we need some arsenic right now going into the swing round to be put out of our misery. So, Or like the Futurama suicide booths. It's, it's a real shame that those never came to fruition, and they can't because um, the copyright date on them says 2008. So, oh. Too late. Uh, so going into the swing round, uh, Team Triviality has uh, 40 points, and uh, Team Sinister 2 is echoing a uh, road in Los Angeles. Uh, they're going to be the 101. With the uh, with the bonus point, that'll with be our, point. our yeah. best round ever. No one will ever beat that no first round. No one will ever beat that first round unless, unless we Tim's change back. the rules. <laughs> unless we change the rules. <laughs> all, right, for, all right, gentlemen, for the swing round, uh, we're doing a category called That Movie Sounds Awful. Uh, in this round, I'm going to give you the year of release of a major Hollywood motion picture. No art films, no foreign films, anything that's in a major release, uh, as well as an accurate but misleading description of that film's plot. For example, if I said from 2008, a young girl in the Pacific Northwest must choose between bestiality and necrophilia, the answer would be Twilight. Uh, answers are worth how much in the swing round? Five points. Five, Five points. points each. Yeah. Perfect. That's what I wrote down. 
Uh, so let me know when you're ready, and I'll get, hit you with the first one. So here we go. Number one, from 2009, a well-dressed older man escapes justice and flees to South America with his young male companion. Number two, from 1994, a divorced man and his son witness the death of an intruder outside their home. Then the father assumes the dead man's identity in order to impress his son. Number three. From 1995, a local lawman must deal with a charismatic but delusional newcomer while preparing his village for a forced relocation. Number four. From 2015, a wealthy white business owner beats up an illegal alien over some property damage. Number five. From 2004, a promising young athlete abandons her career after it becomes a pain in her neck. Oh, no. Number six. (laughs) From 2010, a handful of people take a series of naps. Uh, Number seven. From 1984, a foreigner in Southern California keeps running into the same woman. After she falls in love with a different man from his native land, the foreigner is crushed. Number eight. From 1993, a billionaire diversifies his investments from biotech to tourism and learns a, a valuable lesson about properly compensating his IT staff. Uh, question number nine from uh, 1989. During the beginning of World War II, a father and son fall in love with and are betrayed by the same woman. After the father has a near-death experience, she hopes the younger one will hold on to her. And number 10 from 1997. A New York City cop receives a letter from an immigration office, and he begins working there. He does a good job, but people have a hard time remembering him. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or was, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. 
Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I have a typo. Uh, number four came out in 2016. Uh, so here we go. From uh, number one, 2009, well-dressed elder man fleeing to South America, young male companion. Uh, Sinister 2, what'd you have? Um, Disney movie, it's up. All right, and uh, Triviality? Uh, that that sounds right. Uh, we had no idea. We just put Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Good guess. Uh, it is up. It is up. 100%. Uh, all right, number two, uh, 94, divorced man and his son witness the death of an intruder outside their home. A father assumes the dead man's identity to impress his son. Uh, let's go with you guys at the Sinister 2. Uh, we went with the uh, Santa Claus. All right, any triviality? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we went with Lion <laughs> King. That is uh, that is uh, the Santa Claus right there. Um, Lion King is actually Hamlet, isn't it? Yes, it yeah, is Hamlet, yeah. Yes. We, it was just a guess. Um... All right. Uh, number three, 95, local lawman dealing with a charismatic, delusional newcomer while uh, preparing his village for forced relocation. Uh, let's start with Triviality this time. What would you have? Uh, we, we, we were very close on this. We couldn't figure out what to put. Uh, I, I know it's there in my head. I just couldn't pull it. So we just said Dudley Do-Right for no reason. All right, Dudley Do-Right. And uh, Sinister 2? Um, I think this one is Toy Story. It is another uh, Toy Story. That's another right answer. That Toy Story is the right answer. Oh, uh, that is uh, my third children's movie right there in a row. Let's switch it up a little bit. Uh, I can dig that. Yeah, children's movies are my thing. They they are somewhat uh, more entertaining than these uh, depressing adult movies that are out today. Uh, all right, uh, number six or from uh, four from 2016. I did uh, say it was a typo in there. Uh, a wealthy white business owner beats up an illegal alien over some property damage. Uh, let's go with uh, Sinister 2. I'll, I'll let you go with this, Wesley, since this was okay. like the one that we took a total guess on. Yeah, I said wealthy white businessman might be Tony Stark, um, Iron Man, so we said Captain America Civil War. Alrighty, and Triviality? Uh, that's a good guess, and you're in the right direction, but the wealthy white businessman is Bruce Wayne, so that'd be Batman versus Superman. Oh. I th- oh, that makes sense. I thought that with the Batman poster facing directly into the screen, it would have been a, a tip-off <laughs> to you guys, but uh, that is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. That's excellent. All right, and number five, I'm pretty sure that uh, both teams got, but let's just double-check here. Uh, from 2004, a promising young athlete abandons her career after it becomes a pain in her neck. Uh, Sinister 2, what do you got? Yeah, so, so so I once took a date to this movie, uh, Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a depressing date, but uh, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what, I, I didn't know like how depressing it was. It was, uh, it, yeah. She was just like sobbing by the end. Yeah, this didn't work out well. <laughs> Uh, triviality? Uh, well, it sounds like if you just referred to her as uh, I once took a date, it probably means you took a, you uh, pulled the plug on that relationship. So we're going to say Million Dollar Baby. Thanks, Makushla. <laughs> it is Million Dollar Baby. Nicely done. Uh, six was uh, 2010. A handful of people take a series of naps. Uh, Sinister 2? Um, I believe this one is Inception. Um, they do a bunch of sleep stuff. I've read the plot on Wikipedia. never seen the movie. Mm, triviality? We also went with... It took us a while to wake up through all of the layers, but uh, yeah. we finally came to and we said Inception. Yes. Uh, I just want to say that neither of you get credit for that oh. because I gave you that uh, idea in a dream to say that answer. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Inception is the correct answer on that one. Uh, number seven from 1984, a foreigner in Southern California keeps running into the same woman after she falls in love with a different man from his native land. The foreigner is crushed. Uh, triviality? 
I'm going to let Jeff have this one. This one uh, took us a while, and it's really well worded. So I'll let Jeff take it. Um, I, I I can't do the impression, so I don't know why you kicked it to me. But uh, I think we uh, I think we agreed that it's the Terminator. Alrighty, and Sinister Two. I've seen it. Wesley's never seen it. Wesley uh, put a little bug in my head, and and yeah, the the plot is just the plot of the Terminator. <laughs> is essentially the plot of the Terminator. He's looking for Sarah Connor over and over again, finds lots of her, uh, and then is crushed by a uh, in a uh, some sort of steel mill factory. Told you the crushed was literal. Mm, well, literal. we were talking about it, and I was like, Southern California foreigner. I'm like, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger in my head? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. He meets Sarah Connor over and over again. And I was like, can't be the Terminator. And then crushed. Yeah, so great, great question. Nice. Uh, all righty. From number, or from 1993, a billionaire diversifies his investments from biotech to tourism and learns a lesson about uh, properly compensating his IT staff. Uh, Sinister 2, what do you got? Um, we said Jurassic Park. All righty, Triviali. We think uh, Richard Attenborough um, should abandon ship. Maybe take uh, take up his brother David's mon- uh, mantle, and uh, we want Jurassic Park. That is Jurassic Park. Can't believe they keep reopening that place. Uh, the insurance <laughs> must be through the roof. Number nine uh, from 1989. During the beginning of World War II, father and son fall in love with and are betrayed by the same woman. After the father has a near-death experience, she hopes the younger one will hold on to her. Uh, triviality? Uh, so um, just make sure not to call him Junior. Uh, you call him Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Alrighty, and uh, Sinister Two. I don't know if you've seen it, Wesley, but yeah, for me, you know, no. Once, once, once I started thinking about like you know, seri- uh, uh, period pieces from the eighties. Um, Eighty nine was definitely the uh, when um, Sean Connery made his appearance as Indiana's father in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The uh, or as I call it, Indiana Jones in the last movie I'll recognize. <laughs> Uh, and from the last one, 97, a New York City cop receives a letter from an immigration office, and he begins working there. He does a good job, but people have a hard time remembering him. Triviality, you want to go and listen? Yeah, great worded question. Jeff, Jeff's the one who pulled it out, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that is right. I've never even seen the movie, uh, but we believe that we are the men in black. Alrighty, and uh, Sinister 2. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's right. We, we put down uh, the devil's own. But I think Men in Black is correct. Yeah. It is Men in Black. He receives the letter in the form of his name. It uh, goes from, I believe, J to J. Just the letter J. Uh, the Immigration Office and the uh, Memory Erasers. Uh, nicely done there, gentlemen. Uh, how many do we get right there? All right. After the swing round, uh, Team Triviality picked up 35 total points. And Team Sinister 2 picked up 40 points. So going into the second round, our scores are... 75 for Team Triviality. And 141 for the Sinister Two. Great. All right. Let's let's do it. Alrighty. Uh, round two, as per as usual with my game, with uh, round two is going to be a little bit harder than the first round. Uh-oh. So hopefully okay. you guys uh, you guys can get into it. Y- yikes. Uh, so let's go with the first question in the category same name. Here's the uh, thing. I'll describe two different people, places, or things that share the same name. You just tell me that name they share. Uh, one of them. Is a multi-platinum album by an American band that was released in 1999. The other is an Emmy-winning TV show that ran on to, from 2007 to 14 on a premium cable channel. They both share the same name. What is it? What is that name? Hey, hey, hey Wesley. Yes. Oh, oh, um, um, I got locked in. I, I, I okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because I had no idea. 
Okay, so you're locked in? We're locked in. Okay. Um, okay, so initially we wrote down uh, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. Uh, I guess Breaking Bad could be considered a premium network. I mean, it is on a, an upgraded cable package, but I feel like premium to me is... So I can I can tell you for sure that Breaking Bad ran... It may have only been six seasons, though. Yeah. Five seasons? <clears throat> Yeah, but with like the... a part two, I know it finished in fourteen. That I'm sure of. Okay, and they did take some time <laughs> in between, so it's possible it could have started that early, but I don't think it started that early. And there, there was no description of the show, right? It just said show from two, 2007, just Emmy winning show. Yeah, just Emmy winning show from 2007 to 14. Okay, uh, Emmy winning shows I can think of. I can't. You just want to go Breaking Bad? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But that's fine. Okay, all right, we're locking in with Breaking Bad. Alrighty, uh, Sinister 2. Alright, so the album is by the Red Hat Chili Peppers. And oh, can, oh I know it. It's a Showtime show. It's uh, Californication. Uh, yes, Californication is the correct answer. Uh, not David nice. Covey's finest work, but about that. still a valid work. Alrighty. I never um, liked that show. Points for Sinister 2 and not for the uh, triviality. Uh, so here we go. Question number two in the category Lyrical Translation. Uh, so here's what I did for this one. I took an easily recognizable line of lyrics mm-hmm. from a popular song. I then rephrased those lyrics into a loosely synonymous poetic couplet. <laughs> You're going to decipher the lyrics and name the song. Got it? Got it. Okay. Cool. This song came... I'll also give it the year it came out, too. Give you a little point in the right direction. Uh, this song came out in 1991. Here is my poetic couplet. Yonder I stand at meeting of walls, yet I am there, too, where focused light falls. Name that song from 1991. Okay, we're, we're actually locked in. You guys can talk it out. Phil, so um, I think I was just getting it as they were locking in. So Meeting of Walls, I got Corner, and Focus Light, I got Spotlight. And I was thinking, that's me in the corner, that's me in the spotlight from Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Yep. Uh, we had a similar discussion. Uh, Jeff wrote down Spotlight and uh, and Corner, and then I, in, in a, what's his name again? Stipe? Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe. Yep. I was like, that's me in the corner. And so we said Losing My Religion. Well, that'd be points for both you teams. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. is that uh, song. That's me in the corner, that's me in the spotlight. Nicely done. All righty. Uh, here we go. Question number three in the category state capitals. Uh, in an alphabetical listing of the U.S. state capital cities, what two capital cities would be on either end of that list? Uh, you can give me two guesses. If you get either of them in, two, in both guesses, I'll give you bonus. Or I'll, I'll give you the points, the ten points for the question. Uh, if you get both of them, I'll throw a bonus point on top. Well, actually, Neil will. Okay, we are locked in. Okay, All Wesley. Right. Um, Albany. Um, yeah, I have Albany and Trenton as. That's what I've got. That's what I've got. Alrighty, and team triviality. Oh, they're right next to each other, taunting us too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we we put uh, we put Atlanta and Topeka. Mm, good guesses, but uh, Sinister Two takes it. That is Albany and Trenton, and that is a bonus point on top of the ten points for that question. Okay. We're getting both of them. All right. Nicely done. I s- I started with Atlanta, scratched it out, wrote Annapolis, scratched it out, and then got to Albany. All right. Uh, Question number four is in the category, got it, milk? (laughs) Here's the question. The very first commercial uh, aired of the now famous Got Milk campaign 
featured a man eating a peanut butter sandwich and attempting to answer a trivia question unsuccessfully. Your question is, what was that trivia question? Uh, I can also give you the information that uh, this man was sitting in a museum of sorts dedicated to the answer of this question, if that helps. We're, we're just going to punt, unfortunately, on that one. No, uh, yeah, it, uh, um, it's uh, who shot Alexander Hamilton. That's what, that's what I put, because I know he's trying to say it, and he says, Aaron Burr. <laughs> yeah. uh, Triviality, what'd you punt with? Uh, we just punted with uh, Ray Guy. Ray Guy. That's, that is uh, as close. Uh, it is who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel. His answer was, of course, oh, bro. Uh, that was that. All right. Question number five is in the category crossed scales. Here is the question. At what negative number do the scales for the <laughs> Fahrenheit and Celsius... Uh, <laughs> Temperature scales cross. Uh, in other words, what negative number represents the both temper- uh, same temperature on both scales? Okay, they're locked in. Is that what your locked-in answer is? I'm within a degree or two. I can't remember for sure. but Okay. Uh, I would give a plus or minus one on this one. Uh, Jeff yeah. wrote uh, our answer, official answer, is uh, minus 40. Yes, answer two? Minus 40. Minus 40 for both of you. Nicely done. All right, after five questions in the second round, Team Sinister 2 uh, is perfect in the round, uh, gaining an extra 51 points to make their total 192, and Team Triviality picked up another 20, uh, putting their total to 95. All righty. Question number six is in the category Roman Romans. Uh, Here's the question. In what modern-day country is the land the ancient Roman Empire called Caledonia? Now spell that for if you want. It's C-A-L-E-D-O-N-I-A. I saw this question the other day. I don't know. What do you think? You wrote down France? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no idea. So if they you have, like... They have an island territory in, in the southern Indian Ocean called New Caledonia. Oh, well, that's good enough for me. We're going to lock in with France. All right. And uh, in Sinister 2. Sinister 2, what are you thinking? Um, I believe it's Scotland. Alrighty, you might find this word uh, printed on a bunch of uh, scotch bottles. Uh, Caledonia is Scotland. Scotland. Uh, all right, question number seven. Uh, revisiting a little bit of Latin here. Uh, categories, words, words, words. What common English word comes from Latin and translates literally to death agreement? I feel like we're both in agreement that we're dying slowly right now. Against Sinister 2. Oh! To me, death is mort. Right, in Latin. So it's got to be a word that has mort in it, I would believe, right? Maybe. I don't know why I wrote mortician. So I've got an idea. I don't know if that's like an agreement that the guy takes care of your body. I don't want to lock it in. I want to talk it out. Yeah. But, but I've yeah, got an idea. Um, okay. Do you want to go with the first one I said or yours? I don't care. Okay. All right. We are locked in. Right. Okay. Um, what do you have? I, um, consensus? Um. What I've got because I was thinking of the term rigor mortis, which um, means like death, um, rigidity, right. or um, so I, I believe mort is the death part. So I'm thinking mortuary or mortgage. Mortgage makes sense. I, I, I think because like the whole like, um, you know, irony and like signing of, you know, paying. Right. <laughs> And yeah, and, uh, yeah, especially with, with the root of mort. That's um, yeah, yeah. That's where I, I was like getting that. it from. Yeah. Okay. So we'll lock I in like with that. mortgage. All right. Uh, team Triviality, what'd you lock in with? 
What did we lock in with? They like can't read your handwriting. Oh, we we just we we locked in with the uh, the mort as well. Uh, we did not think of mortgage, unfortunately, so we just went with mortician. Uh, uh, is uh, hopefully it didn't get you take you thirty years to get there, but it is a mortgage. Mortgage. That's a fifteen year. Thank you. Who's <laughs> <laughs> financially intelligent? <laughs> Uh, all right, number eight. Question number eight is in the category high score, going back into the world of sports, but going way, way back. Here's the question. The highest total score of an NFL game ever was 113 points. It was 72 to 41 on November 27th, 1966. What I want you to do is name either the teams who played in that game or both for a bonus point. You get two guesses. I don't know. Do you th- what do you think about that? Is like the main answer. Something something in my mind triggered that, so I don't I'm fine know. with that. I feel like I've seen the yeah. the video of this, but I can't remember. Okay, so we're uh, so if we just have to name one, and then if we get the other team, we get a bonus point. Uh yes, all you need is one. Okay, all right, we're locked in. All righty, and discussion. Okay, Phil, what are you thinking? No, but I, I saw this recently, and it's um, I think it's too too easy. I, I think I think it's like the the Redskins over the Giants. Okay. Um, I can go with that. I don't have any reason to doubt that, so I can go with that. All righty. They're locked in. Team trivia, what do you have? Um, so we we initially, you know, both locked in uh, or kind of uh, locked in brainwaves on the Bears, uh, Chicago Bears, not because we're local, just because uh, for some reason we feel like we saw a video of that. And then uh, what team would lose that badly, uh, even though they were good in the old days? Uh, so we just, uh, for our <laughs> secondary answer, we put the Browns. So. Yeah. Uh, the answer is the Washington Redskins with 72 points, uh, the New York Giants with 41. Nice. And, nice, uh, Phil. Can you, can you literally see my sheet here? Like, I'm not holding the front to you, no. right? Okay, good. <laughs> Just, uh, all right, there we go. Here we go. Number nine is in the category board origins. Board origins. Here's the question. Moksha Patam. Uh, was an ancient game used in India to reinforce the ideas, reinforce the ideas of karma versus kama, destiny versus desire. The U.S. Uh, Milton Bradley version had morality lessons illustrated on its board and rewards and consequences for each. Name that board game. I think that's a good that's a good guess. It's right in line. Yeah, uh, uh, and Wesley, I have a I have a I have a couple thoughts, but um, I, I want to talk about it with you. Yeah. I've got a thought as well to talk about. Okay. Uh, we are, let me write it down just so we are locked in. I mean, the, the first one that came to my mind just because of how old this game is, is the game of life. Mm. I could see because, that. Yeah. And, and also like the whole morality thing, like everything like in the game right. of life is. Yeah. yeah um, my original thought was Pachisi, but that was more just because I know that's an ancient Indian game. Okay. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it besides to say that I don't think that's necessarily how it works w- with the morality thing. Um, but I don't know. I like that idea of the game of life. Do you have any other thoughts? I, I don't have any. That was the one that I was like strong on. I don't have any others that I'm like... Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Right. Okay, we'll lock in with the game of life. What are you thinking, gentlemen? We, uh, we originally thought the game of life... Um, we thought about it for a bit and then I kind of fondly remember, um, a little board game that I used to play and I'm pretty sure it had some strong moral overtones now that I think about it. And we went shoots and ladders. Oh, that's totally it. 
Yes. The uh, consequences are falling down chutes. You climb ladders for everything good you do. Chutes and ladders uh, is the name of the game. Or it's early version, snakes and ladders. But I, I was thinking the same. Wow. So cool. First, nice job. First missed question of the game, but uh, we're still getting trounced. But uh, yeah, great job, Joe, uh, Jeff. I had no idea. So I said game of life. Luckily, Jeff talked me out of it. Uh, and question number 10 in the category, musical alter egos. Here's the question. Of the five Spice Girls, two of them shared the same real name. That's Melanie Brown and Melanie Chisholm. What are their two Spice Girl names? We're locked in. And I want to have both of them. No bonus points in no this problem. one. No um, problem. We're locked in as well. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I know this, Wesley. Yeah. All right, let's go with the Sinister 2. What do you have? Um, it's going to be Scary Spice and Sporty Spice. That's what I wrote down because I knew Mel B was scary and I thought the other one was sporty. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with liking the Spice Girls. You know, you got to have to drive a car somewhere. Uh, uh, triviality, what do we have? Uh, we agree. Uh, sporty and Scary Spice. Sporty and Scary Spice are the correct answers. Excellent points all around. All right, after regulation, uh, Team Triviality is going into the final round with 115 points. And Team Sinister 2, uh, only missing one question, all of regulation, uh, is going into the final round with 233 points. All right, gentlemen, your final round categories are these. Number one is in the category Immobile Sports. Immobile Sports. Uh, Immobile, like I-M-M-O-B-I-L-E? That's the one. Uh, Question two is in the category Saturday Night Live Double Duty. Number three is in the category retail outlets. Four, I've got famous phrases and voices. And question number five is in the category, it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Excellent. All right, you guys are both locked in. Uh, So here we go. Question one is in a mobile sports. Here's the question. Of all U.S. professional sports teams... What team holds the record for the longest amount of time in the same city with the same team name? Okay, so same team, same Same, city. Same team, same city. Record for that. Question number two in Saturday Night Live Double Duty is this. Although many musicians have hosted Saturday Night Live in addition to being the musical guest on the same night, only two people ever have performed as their alter ego. As in, they hosted as their real name and performed music under an alias. The most recent was Donald Glover, who did so this year, performing music as Childish Gambino. Who is the other person who did so in 1999? All right. Question number three in Retail Outlets. Founded in 1983 in New York City, and now with hundreds of stores all over the world, what clothing line's name derives from the Latin, ship, Latin word for ship? Uh, famous phrases and voices. Elwood Edwards is most famous for a three-word phrase that was first heard by millions in 1989 and was made into the title of a movie in the 1990s. Give me that phrase that Elwood is famous for. Could you repeat the person's name one more time? It is Elwood Edwards. Elwood Elwood Edwards. And number five, it's all fun and game until someone loses an eye. In what suit... In a standard deck of cards, will you see both eyes on all three face cards? That is, Jack, Queen, and King have both eyes facing forward. Which suit? Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 
Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Alrighty, uh, so uh, first question in a mobile sports here was, of all U.S. Pro, pro sports teams, what team holds the record for the longest amount of time in the same city with the same name? Uh, Sinister 2, you had 20 points wager in this one, what'd you have? Um, we said, um, uh, well I've heard this one before, and we said the Philadelphia Phillies. Alright, and Team Trevally, you had 15 wagered, what are you, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, this one, uh, it was in the back of my head for some reason. I immediately wrote down Philadelphia Phillies as well. We weren't too sure on it, but, uh, it, we feel a little bit better that Wesley and uh, Phil wrote it down as well. It is indeed the Philadelphia Phillies founded in 1883 and never moving. All right. Uh, question number two, Saturday Night Live Double Duty. Uh, t- uh, many musicians have hosted uh, Saturday Night Live in addition to being the musical guest, but only two people have ever performed music as their alter ego. Donald Glover was the most recent, doing so this year as Childish Gambino, who is the other person who did so in 1999. Okay, we will start with the uh, Sinister 2 again. Take it. All right. Yeah, so we went with um, when, when, you know, when... Um, you know, a country singer went to a, uh, you know, edgier, you know, you know, if you can't get edgier with country music. Uh, we said Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. Alrighty, that was uh, zero points on the wager there. And uh, your uh, your answer, Triviality? Uh, points. Yeah, with, uh, with a pretty popular double album in 99, we have felt it was the same Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. It is Chris Gaines nice. and Garth Brooks. That's the one. Uh, so I got tri- a music question. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Trivia Triviali picks up 30 points there. Uh, that is, uh, that's a pass on the wager from uh, Sinister 2. Uh, number three, retail outlets founded in 1983 in New York City, now with hundreds of stores all over the world. What closing line's name derives from the Latin word for ship? Uh, let's go with... Uh, oh, you both wagered 10 points on this one. Let's start with Triviality this time. Triviality, what are you thinking? Uh, well, we couldn't get... Uh 
pretty far out of the sea. Uh, we got stuck on Nautica, and that's where we left it. All right. And uh, Sinister 2, what would you have? Um, well, I want to give a shout-out to my brother's girlfriend. Hey, Bridget. She works at Old Navy. So we said Old Navy. Old Navy is a great guess, but it is Nautica. Nautica. Ooh. Nice job, guys. I've expanded past uh, You guys almost had it there. You had, uh, I think you were guessing on Nautilus and uh, uh, moved past well, it. But Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Good, uh, good stuff. Yeah, Jeff said Nautica, and then I said maybe Old Navy, uh, but I just had no thunder, so I'm glad I went with Jeff on that one. <laughs> All right, number four, famous phrases and voices. Elwood Edwards is uh, most famous for a three-word phrase that was first heard by millions in 1989 and was made into the title of a movie in the 90s. Name that phrase. Uh, triviality, you had 30 points wager on this one. Let's, uh, let's hear what you had. Um, I'm getting I'm getting flashbacks of my old um, dial-up days. Uh, we think that this is You've Got Mail. All right. And Sinister 2? Uh, it is indeed You've Got Mail. It is indeed You've Got Mail. Tom uh, Hanks, Meg Ryan, another one of those classic rom-coms with those plots. Uh, and number five, it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Uh, in what suit on a standard deck of cards will you see both eyes on all three face cards? Jack, Queen, and King. Uh, Sinister 2, what do you have? Um, we knew it was black, so we flipped the coin and went clubs. Alrighty, and triviality? Um, for some reason, I thought this was uh, hearts. Alright. Uh, Sinister 2, you wagered 15 points. Uh, you got those 15 points. It is close. Nice. Uh, Triviality, those 30 points eluded your grasp. Uh, the Jack of Hearts is one-eyed, the Jack of Spades, and the King of Diamonds. Uh, no queens are, are one-eyed, surprisingly. Alright, well, after the final round, uh, Team Triviality is going to be in second place with 170 points. And in first place, uh, with 278 points in today's cream of the crop, it is Team Sinister 2 of Wesley and Phil. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream. Well done, gentlemen. Nicely done, everyone. Yay! Yeah, great job, guys. That was a that was a great game. Uh, fun to go back and forth. Uh, we almost could have gotten Good close. Game, guys. Yeah, almost could have gotten closer at the end there, but uh, we played kind of poor in the second round. It, so. it eluded our grasp. Yeah. You guys did really good on that swing round. Honestly, I did not think it was going to go over that well. But well, at least we have that uh, to take home with us. Yeah, the, the, the swing round questions were were really really fun. Those were like, yeah, those were some that was great. great I, I try to include at least one of those in my weekly games, but uh, they are they are fun to write too. Um, well, yeah, thanks, guys, for, for joining us today. We know uh, you guys have to go, but uh, we've wanted to have you on the show for a long time. And, uh, you yeah. know, we uh, very much appreciate your support on Patreon, and, and uh, you're always welcome to come on at any time. And, uh, Wesley, you and I are going to have to play at some point, uh, like we said, too. So. Yes. I'm gonna have yes, to hit definitely. The, I'm going to have to hit the gym a little bit harder before we get back to our, our next match. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, like, Phil, though, I feel like we have to run three miles in the morning, and maybe we'll play <laughs> half as good. I guess we have to play half as well, but maybe better. So. <laughs> Well, uh, it, 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 you know, and I was a bit confused when you had Mike on the uh, Mike Cameron on the show a couple weeks ago. I'm like, why do they keep on bringing up like the running thing? Because it's not like I'm, you know. But then I'm, I remember I was late to your show in Boston because I had to run 13 miles. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if, if that's uh, if that's what keeps you know you're, that's the red sun to your Superman, just keep running. So you could right, probably just right. find a closer Airbnb next time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, guys. Any any shout-outs you'd like to give to your team members before we let you go? Or anything else you'd like to uh, discuss? Yeah, I, I mean, Mike, Dan, Jeffrey, Scott, um, 
hope to hear some more of them on. I think several of them have been on. I'm not sure if Scott has yet. Um, I look forward to, to more Sinister Six appearances on this and other podcasts. And, um, yeah, um, I had fun playing with Phil. He's great. I love playing with, with anyone on the team. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, we will have to have you on again. We need Scott to come on. Uh, I think he's the only member who hasn't been on yet. Yep. So we'll make sure that that well, happens. But, but, yeah, but I'm pretty sure his voice has been on. His so. voice has been on. And we need to actually, yeah, we do have to have him record his uh, Macho Man drop. Because so. it's so good. Yes. His Macho Man impression is spot on. Uh, well, yeah, congratulations again, Wesley. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Uh, and uh, thank you, Tim, for amazing questions. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at uh, Variety Bars in uh, in the Chicagoland area. It's too many to list right now, but if you just follow Quiz Mercenary on uh, Facebook, that's primarily where I do all my advertising. Uh, and that is where you'll find your weekly Facebook bonus question, too. So that is a good place to find me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, for hosting. Great questions. Thank you for having me on. It was great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and thank you guys uh, for Jeff, Wesley, Phil, Tim. My name is Neil. And uh, sorry to Matt and Ken, they couldn't be here because that was Triviality. felt little Tiffany deserved to die. Well, she was the only one that actually seemed dangerous at the time, sir. How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, first I was going to pop this guy hanging from the street light, and then I realized, you know, he's just working out. And how would I feel somebody come running in the gym, bust me in my ass while I'm on a treadmill? Then I saw this uh, snarling beast guy, and I noticed he had a tissue in his hand. I realized, you know, he's not snarling. He's sneezing. You know, ain't no real threat there. Then I saw little Tiffany. I'm thinking, you know, eight-year-old white girl, middle of the ghetto, bunch of monsters, this time of night with quantum physics books. She about to start some shit, Zed. She's about eight years old. Those books are way too advanced for her. If you ask me, I'd say she's up to something. And to be honest, I'd appreciate it if you eased up off my back about it. Or do I owe her an apology? <laughs>